0: the marcus today morning meeting podcast henry i'm afraid tied up on tv so it's not really a meeting it's more a marcus meeting podcast today General advice only, do not confuse it with personal advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. I've got a bit of the Jackie O's today, long COVID I think you call it, just hanging around, been hanging around for weeks now. We soldier on. You probably saw overnight a reasonably good day on Wall Street, up 56 points. At one point though it had been up 450 points. PPI numbers came in a bit like the CPI numbers, came in a little bit below expectations expectations up eight percent year on year forecast rate point three so very similar sort of result to the cpi number month on month number was supposed to be plus point four so it was plus point two so that was all good and the nasdaq having a good bounce up one point four five percent let me just point out Hong Kong was up 4% yesterday. There is a resurrection going on in Chinese tech companies. Let me give you some of the movements overnight Tencent up 10.5%, or rather, yesterday. Alibaba up 11.05%. Baidu up 9.3%. And a bunch of others, JD, up 8.3%. Chinese tech stocks have gone risk on. I think if I was a trader in Hong Kong, I'd be buying those at the moment. Just to point out, something like, let's just take Tencent, which is 0700.hk in the Hong Kong market, that's its code. It is down from 750 Hong Kong dollars at the beginning of last year, got as low as $200 about a week ago, and is up to 292. It does seem like a material bottoming going on in Chinese exposed stocks. I suppose you could play that through a Chinese ETF, Chinese Exposed ETF. If you go to the Marcus Today website, download the ETF spreadsheet, which is the menu on the right-hand side or is under the Tools menu at the top. You'll be able to pick out a Chinese-related ETF. There is the Vanek China New Economy ETF, CNEU. There's the Vanek China AMC Asia ETF, CEU. ETF is the code, and then then there's the iShares FTSE China large cap ETF, IZZ, or you could buy the shares directly, and I'll come to why that is happening in a moment, and it's not to do with Albanese having a chat with Xi Jinping, although there is an article on Livewire today from Henry highlighting the stocks that should benefit from any sort of easing of the relationship between Australia and China. China. Have a look at that on Livewire. But moving on, our market was doing okay this morning. Futures were down 12, but we're down 31. This is not a big macro driver, but you might have heard Russian missiles hitting Poland. I think they made a mistake. They fired something like 90 missiles at Ukraine, 70 of which were intercepted by anti-missile systems. And one of them hit Poland and killed a couple of people. As I say, not sure that's going to amount to a major market moving issue, but it did seem to take the momentum out of our market this morning. It's a bit of a floppy day, although some of the things we're watching were going the right way overnight. The US dollar index down 0.24%. That's quite a big move again. So that's going in the right direction. I'll come to this again in a minute. And the 10-year bond yield in the US down about 10 basis points. So looking pretty good on the drivers that have marked the bottom of the market in the last week or so. Basically in Interest rates peaking and the US dollar peaking. Fairly big moves up in the coal price and the nickel price overnight and the tin price. BHP and Rio up a couple of percent in the US and they're up here today. So resources doing okay. Now on the subject of resources in the strategy piece today, or before I get there, you might just note the Aussie dollar is back to 67.61. Just the other day it was flopping around 62.61. So very strong, up 1% overnight. This is possibly is to do with Albanese, I don't know. Back to the strategy piece. In the strategy piece today, there are a couple of things. One is an education about economists. If you don't realize the job of a big corporate economist, that is to say one that works for a big bank or a big fund manager, their job is to constantly pacify existing clients and keep them invested. And they do that by telling them that everything's okay, it's all perfectly safe. And even when the market crashes, they are the masters of it'll be all right in the long term and you cannot time the market. When you work for a big fund manager, you simply can't, which includes the banks, you simply can't ever say sell. Not if you work for a big product selling institution. Anyway, read about that in the strategy piece, a little bit of education. But the reason to have got distracted by that is because Shane Oliver, who writes a weekly missive called Oliver's Insights. Now, Shane Oliver, I'll tell you, is a fabulous economist, I think, because he writes to the AMP audience, which is a retail audience, which is the same audience as you. You don't have to be an economist to understand him. He tries to put it in our terms. And what he does every week is collect all the macro stuff, which I would do if I was an economist, but I don't have time to do, and I'm not an economist. But he collects all that stuff for you and writes weekly about it. Anyway, this week a bit of cognitive bias. Cognitive bias is where if people are saying the things you want them to say, you'll highlight them or zone in on them. So I'm zoning in on Shane Oliver because his weekly missive says shares may have bottomed. Thank you very much. That of course agrees with our recent stance of going all in and is a bit of a departure. I know economists can't say sell and they can't go negative, but they also rarely go bull. But here we are. Shane has gone bull let me read you some of his lines at last some of the bad news for shares appears to be abating there is a rising chance we have seen the low in shares we remain optimistic on the 12-month horizon we may have seen the low in share markets the next 12 months will be positive for shares Increasing evidence of a peak in US inflation. Increasing evidence that central bankers are slowing the rate hikes. Increasing evidence that China is moving to do more to support its economy. I'll come to that in a minute. We are entering the seasonally positive time of the year for shares. October to the middle of next year, that is. Post-US midterm elections, the equity markets tend to be strong as uncertainty reduces. We have seen two bear market rallies that were short-lived in March of in August, but this time there's more fundamental improvement. U.S. dollar and bond yields are showing signs of rolling over, and he describes those as key aspects of the bear market. He says there are a few risks, but thank you, Shane, for talking our book. So he's written my strategy piece today. I don't need to repeat it. We are fully invested, remain so. Uh, Triggers for us were the peak in bond yields and the peak in the US dollar. I would just couch our recent buying with one caveat that whilst we hope this is the big pivot point in the market, let's just play it as a post-CPI relief rally. And if it turns into a significant market pivot point, so be it. Now, the other thing I have done today in the strategy piece is I'm going to add resources to the strategy portfolio today. I'll add a few to the ideas portfolio as well. I'm so flat chat. I have not had time to write that up today. So I'll probably write that up tomorrow. It doesn't look like there's any great rush today. The market's a bit floppy. And the Dow futures are down 70 as I speak. So we will get to buying a few resources stocks at some point. Not today. But I am adding a resources ETF to the strategy portfolio today. In order to finance that, I'll sell some HNDQ, which is the ETF exposed to the NASDAQ. And we have at the moment 30% holding in that. So we're probably a bit over Anyway, and there are three main ETFs you could buy for resources exposure rather than gold exposure, resources exposure, QRE and OZR, they're both geared to the, or mimic the Australian resources sector, the ASX 200 resources sector. And both of those ETFs have very big weightings to BHP, 38% or so. And if you take the iron ore related stocks, it's about 50% of the fund. That's QRE and OZR. So if you want to bet on iron ore as opposed to other commodities, that's probably your go. But these two have underperformed relentlessly the other one that's available, which is MVR, which is Vanex Australian Resources ETF, which is based on a European index of Australian stocks. And it has a completely different structure to the ASX 200 Resources ETF, which is, as I say, 50% of it is Rio, Fortescue and BHP. This one has 8% BHP, 7% Rio and much bigger exposures, or not so much bigger exposures, but a long tail of exposures to other stocks, which includes stocks like mineral resources. Pilbara Minerals about 5% each and a lot of other metal stocks in 1s and 2s and 3s as far as percentage holdings are concerned but the main point is it's only 8% BHP instead of 38 so this is a bet on resources prices or commodities or metals prices in particular rather than necessarily the iron ore price. So I'm going to choose that one. You could choose both or you could just go and buy the underlying stocks because as Henry and I have discussed a few times recently, the resources sector because lithium has been flying so hard and those stocks have become bigger and because the energy sector has outstripped the rest of the market thanks to the Ukraine war, we've ended up with not a resources sector but a sector with a whole bunch of subsectors which do quite different things, including iron ore exposures, metals exposures, Exposures, electric vehicle exposures, energy exposures, and gold exposures. So take your pick. So I'd prefer rather than just take a bet on iron ore, you can do that through Fortescue Skew Metals or BHP, rather than weight us in resources to iron ore, I think we'll go MVR, which is the Eck Australian Resources ETF, which as I say, has historically relentlessly outperformed the other two and is based on the MVIS, MVR, stands for Market Vector Indexes, MVIS, Australian Resources Index. So a bit of a different weighting. So it's all a bit of fiddling about. I wouldn't fuss too much about what we're specifically doing, more the point is that I'm comfortable enough now to add resources to our mix. And the reasons for that are that whilst China has reiterated its COVID zero policy, it's quite clear they are moving towards a new policy. They announced 20 measures to optimize their COVID policy, including things like extending quarantine it's not a question of whether they will soften their policy but when and they clearly seem to have started to some extent Shane Oliver tells us as well China's likely to exit from zero covid around March next year which is not very far away and the market does look six months ahead they've also announced 16 measures to support their property sector and as Shane Oliver says there's increasing evidence that China is moving to do more to support its economy and some of these stocks are right down the bottom of their trading range and now coming off the bottom also and perhaps most convincing is if you have a look at the metal price charts which I put in the strategy piece yesterday copper nickel zinc aluminium are all bottoming at the same time that the US dollar is peaking the US dollar makes commodities more expensive particularly metals and particularly gold and as it tops out metal prices are and the gold price are bottoming out so that's really why we probably need to get some metal price exposure and in the longer term some exposure to iron ore if China are going to come to the party a little bit. So that's the message today deciding it's about time we started inching back into resources. I might also point out that whilst most of the banks have gone ex-dividend, Westpac's the last one to go ex-dividend out of the current results season and they go ex-dividend tomorrow morning. Today's your last day to buy. Them. After that, income investors will be looking for other income stocks. And apart from the CBA, with results in February, of course, you have BHP and Rio and Fortescue, which have all become income stocks for the moment. And if you can also catch a rise in the share price as well as metal prices bottom and hopefully the iron ore prices bottom, then all power to you. Right, a few stories around today just quickly. Aristocrat Leisure, we've written a buy hold sell. It's been down about 5% on the back of results today. Have a look at our buy hold sell. We basically think it's a long term growth stock, quality stock. The sell off looks overdone. Noticeably it bounced down today and very quickly found buyers. It is in general uptrend. We'll see what the brokers make of it tomorrow but not fussed by the results and if anything seeing it as a buying opportunity. The average broker target price before this share price fall is 11% above the current share price tomorrow Tomorrow, it'll be most likely 15% above the current share price. And broker recommendations at the moment include outperform, add, buy, buy, overweight, and neutral. So brokers are biased to positive research tomorrow. So happy to buy Aristocrat Leisure longer term. We hold it in the ideas portfolio at the moment. Macquarie's written a piece of research on lithium, which is very supportive of the lithium stocks after a bit of a sell-off yesterday. KMD Brands up about 4% on their first quarter sales numbers. That's Kathmandu and Rebel Sport. Pilbara Minerals tells us they're going to start paying dividends. They're up about 3.5%. New Farms had uh, results. It's similar to Elders. They of course sell a lot of fertilizer. They've had a fabulous season. Results tell you that up 8.9%. Sezels having a bit of a recovery on a business update. Oz Minerals in a trading halt. Looks like BHP might come back and bid again. They originally bid $25. There was speculation of them paying up to $30. Share price got down to about 24, has recently crept to 26. You can't buy it anyway, it's in a trading halt. Grain Corp, like New Farm, had some good results today. Share price didn't do much. Broker research after the CBA first quarter trading update yesterday has the average broker target price predictably 10% below the current share price. Have a look at that in our stock market today section. There was some wages data today, which was a bit stronger than expected. Hardly likely to call the RBA to think about 50 basis points in December brokers still expecting 25 basis points another crypto exchange this one in Brisbane Digital Surge has frozen withdrawals FTX I think has had its AFSL pulled by ASIC the IMF says there's no guarantee that Australia will avoid a recession GrainCorp by the way are paying a special dividend and that's about that sorry for my nasally voice as i fight long it's a funny old world at the moment you have a fabulous day as I leave you market down 21 not really doing too much Westpac ex-dividend tomorrow don't forget that jobs numbers tomorrow doubt they'll have much effect not much else on the calendar that's about that have a good day speak soon